0: Hey, this is Heath,
1: and this is Daphne,
0: and we're the hosts of Going West, a true crime podcast
1: where we discuss various murders, disappearances, and serial killers.
0: Each week, we go into the gory details of a new case,
1: like episode five, which is about Dorothy Jane Scott, a single mother who is receiving threatening phone calls by a stalker and then mysteriously disappeared,
0: or the terrifying case of Dayton Leroy Rogers, the most prolific serial killer in Oregon history.
1: You can find us on our Instagram, at Podcast, or check out our website, goingwestpodcast.com.
0: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify.
1: So make sure
2: to check out our episodes and leave a review.
0: Everybody in the world, keep it real and stay weird.
2: Cheerio. You look it up. It's a I'm literally. I literally am not going to. Okay, look at <laughs> Urban Dictionary. You think there's going to be something no. on... <laughs> okay.
0: Type in it's it's similar to an Alabama hot pocket.
2: Type that in. <laughs> don't don't type that in. to your house and kick your ass yeah is that what he said i'm pretty sure i heard you say that (laughs) i'm gonna kick in your front door and beat your ass you gonna do that countdown thing
0: oh yes in five four three
2: hey everybody this is daniel
0: and this is daniel
2: and this is carla and we are hoosier homicide a true crime podcast by hoosiers for hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a hoosier is hello hello <laughs> here we are back again in for indiana. the 110th time back, back actually home. i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
3: no actually what i said what'd
2: you say
0: you said here we are and i said or she said we're back again and i said in indiana
2: and uh, that's mm-hmm. back home again well i know
0: but Okay, whatever, whatever.
2: <laughs> it's a good ass song, man. It's lit. Is it?
0: You're not allowed to say lit, Danielle. I'm
2: yeah, not. Yeah, you're too, too old. old. Oh, I know. I'm a millennial. You are an old one. You're an old one. but millennial. still one. You're old. I want to feel cool. Don't kick me out of the millennial club. I have student <clears> loans. Like we were,
0: we were well and good adults before uh, they came out. I think really with they started hitting home the what you know of millennials today
2: i just know i am one
0: <laughs> our daughters generation
2: gen z i
0: can't remember i can't remember what it is they're calling them or what the one of the nicknames are but like um home and car ownership is not that big of a deal they're perfectly fine with paying rent
2: your do- your daughter the 3 year old
0: that's that's what they're predicting her generation okay what's it's a prediction Yes.
2: Well, it's kind of... I don't know. I feel like most of my friends rent or they still live at home.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the new thing is going to be kids are going to start staying at home. Forever. Well, it's going to be kids are going to stay at home till they're 30 because now a lot of kids aren't getting married till... Or, the you know, 30 is the marriage age. The big thing is is because you can't go to college and start making money right away. You got to pay back for the... You know, the first 10 years, you're drowning in debt. Companies
2: have tried to advertise that you don't need diamonds. You know, like the bands, like what you're wearing right now? Well, and you know. Yeah, like, you can't afford diamonds anymore. Millennials aren't buying enough diamonds. (laughs) Well,
0: it's because they're not paying the money for it. And a lot of these kids, though, that are, um, I guess, would be in their early 20s, late teens, early 20s now, when they were in their... Adolescent or pre-adolescence was when the, the market took a shit yeah. in 08 and the bottom fell out.
2: Their Poop. bottoms fell so out. So a lot oh. of them grew
0: up. Because that's a thing that they're talking about. Kids are going to, uh, kids are cooking at home or doing like the at-home, the, what was it called that we did?
2: I'm not going to say it because they don't pay us. Hello. Oh, hello, well, Oh, chef. the hello. No. Oh, oh like no, home. fuck them. Fuck them. Food <laughs> delivery service. Hey, I tell you what. I wish we could afford that. I would do it again. I. I'm just such. I a... don't know. I it it. it it's because most eat, of what
0: I had, I didn't think was all that great.
2: It's more of the like convenience and it's different. But you just want your meat and taters, oh. yeah, meat and taters. Well, fair Why I gotta sp- expand my palates? Well, maybe they
0: have a meat and taters.
2: <laughs> a meat and taters. They toss. have so many delivery services now. Oh, that's insane. maybe they have. Tater Whoever tater tots. came up with that did. make But some anyways, money. Yeah.
0: a lot of these kids <laughs> grew up cooking at home because going out to eat was not an expense. Everyone wanted to. Wanted to mm-hmm. put out so, um restaurant. I mean, restaurants now are really struggling. Yeah, Hooters, Hooters We're in particular.
2: Hooters. How dare they take my hooters. hooters again? Man, I can't love even hooters. go hooters hooters to Hooters
0: Hooters is trying to uh, rebrand themselves as a family restaurant
2: because boobs don't sell.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what? Oh no!
2: Well, I guess speaking of millennials ish. Mm-hmm. So the Oscars are on tonight.
0: Yeah, you know what? I I'll I'll be fine watching uh thirty year old races. That's okay, on that's YouTube. not what I'm
2: getting at. I'm not telling okay. people to watch the Oscars. Okay. I just I was shocked when I was I I read through every single winner mm-hmm. and who they were up against. That's why I was kinda late getting over here. <laughs> so I was reading it. But who what movie do you think won Oscar for the best picture in nineteen ninety one? Titanic.
0: No. Yeah, yeah, it was Titanic in nineteen ninety one.
2: It wasn't nineteen ninety two. What year was your sister born? <laughs> nineteen
0: ninety-two.
2: Okay. I don't know. So the nineteen ninety-one, the best motion picture Oscar went to Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. But guess what it was up against? Beauty and the Beast. What the fuck? Those are so you such can't, opposite you can't movies. Do that. Well, Silence of the Lambs won over Beauty and the Beast. That you can't pair that. Right, I just thought it was weird that those are even in the same category.
0: I feel like I don't know. I feel like the movie now that wins Best Picture is not really ever the best. Movie. And it's it's not. whatever the most weird, confusing because no one wants artsy, to artsy say the critics or
2: whatever. Yeah, don't want to say I don't understand what the fuck this movie is about. So they just go, it's art, it's fabulous. It's I understand it. Like
0: <laughs> Bird, what was it that one? Birdman. Birdman. Like it like Bird like, was so. Bad. I liked it. No. But if it had, well no I I liked so bad. I liked it. But because it was set up when I saw it that this was this one best pitcher and I'm like what the fuck is this?
2: They know just to make it insanely
0: like. Confusing. They should have said, "Hey, this is a great movie to watch with Michael Keaton and get high beforehand."
2: <laughs> but they didn't say that. They said no. it's the best movie, and you sit down and go, "No, it well, is not, sir." And that was this article that I read. The guy, whoever wrote it, had obviously like studied movies and had seen them all, mm-hmm. but because he like he put like an argument or like a, a, praise after each one, and was just like a lot of them it was just. They weren't the best movie, and he didn't agree. He thought most of them, like, they they should have lost to their runner-up or, like... Okay. So, me. Me. And then also, oh, my gosh, I was mind-blown that Gone with the Wind beat out Best Picture Wizard of Oz. No. I thought Wizard of Oz was just, like... Like, on its own level. It is. But See, it, I lost, it lost it. the no, Oscar to Gone with the Wind. I had no idea. How do we go back in time and fix this? I don't know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but that's because, that's because Gone with the Wind is considered the greatest cinematic masterpiece ever.
2: I don't think of it ever seen it. Yes. I think it depends on the...
0: I, I mean, uh, at yeah. large. Like, if you go into IMDb...
2: Yeah. Wait, okay. maybe
0: not. Actually, I take that back.
2: So... I'm pretty sure you might be right though. I don't know. I just thought I just thought Wizard of Oz like was just like the most wonderful, amazing, like it is. Masterpiece of all time or something. Yes. You know, I mean that's probably not a hundred percent true.
0: Maybe not the greatest, but one of.
2: Have you seen it?
0: Gone with the Wind? Fuck no, I haven't seen it.
2: So like no, if you why the hell would it?
0: I want to watch? I mean, well, you <laughs> dated movies. other women
2: before me. I didn't know if you had to watch it with one of them. Ooh. And the- no, <laughs> that's why I, I hadn't been in a
0: whole hell of a lot of relationships because I'm like... I
2: want to watch Gone with the Wind. You
0: know, if I date
2: you, I can just tell you're going to make me watch like fucking Gone with, gone with the, the Wind. wind.
0: <laughs> like the only Gone with the Wind I do is breaking it <laughs> yeah. oh that was kind of
2: another thing when i was reading it i was just like oh, i haven't gas. seen very many movies oh. <laughs> got gassy no i think and it's you all think shows you have, now. and then you're like jesus i haven't seen i want to watch a series that daniel and i watch every night it's an hour long we can finish an episode and then you know because movies we have to pause and then come back to the next like we don't. and
0: sometimes it's okay
2: yeah and then so you go back to the oscars i don't think it's true that the best movie wins. I mean, it has a lot of other things. Because if you go to the like American Film Institute, their list of number one movies, if, I mean, the they're saying the best movie of all time is Citizen Kane, and that didn't win an Oscar that year. I don't even know if I've seen. It's that. old. It's from 1941. Yeah, okay. I mean,
0: I I think the top ones are Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, The Godfather, Shawshank. I think those are what.
2: And those are probably all on this list, but that doesn't and mean they a, all won And like
0: Avatar. I mean, Avatar deserved it. Mm-hmm. And it lost. What? It lost. I thought Avatar won Best well, Picture.
2: I only know this because I literally read the whole article and it took me an hour to do. Oh. It, it lost Best Picture <laughs> to... to um, it was. It's the only female director to have ever won Best Picture. Uh, Hurt Locker. Oh, that was the bomb one.
0: Okay. Well. No,
2: it shouldn't have lost to that. Yeah, that's... Lost the Oscar to Hurt Locker. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Here is your here is your fun Oscar fact of the day. In 1981 or 82, they created the Academy Award for Best Special Effects Makeup just for Rick Baker and his work on An American Werewolf in London.
2: Really? Yeah, they created yes. it. Because they're like, dude, we need to give him an award. But-
0: yes. So if you have never seen An American Werewolf in London... I highly recommend it. Now I'm biased because that is that is my favorite movie ever. But if anything, go to YouTube and watch the transformation scene from that Ooh. because it is good by today's standards. Yeah. Like today's you know they they can't do anything with werewolf movies because everyone wants the transformation scene. And if you go and watch any transformation scene now, they're all all it is is a fucking video game
2: CGI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's impressive. And it's a comedy horror. Was it one of the first ones?
0: Yeah, because it was John Landis mm-hmm. and everyone was really fucking confused <laughs> when it came out. We should do a Patreon about it. Yeah, do I'm it. not even going to get going. But there, I'm just going to stop is myself a porn right there in the
2: middle of it. There's a there porn? I never a porn. seen there this is. movie. Yeah. If you
0: watch it, it legitimately is a movie. If you've never seen it, it will scare the piss out of you. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're ju- if you're a little jumpy, it, yeah. it'll it'll you'll be spooked a little bit. Um I'm but it's also jumpy. fucking funny too.
2: Your I con- like the lunar activities.
0: And John Landis directs it, and all he had done is like Blues Brothers and Animal House. But I like
2: Blues Brothers, so, so they I'll probably people like thought it. it was gonna be funny, but it's like this is really bloody. Yes. And it's hmm. there's comedic relief, like what we know now as horror comedy, and it's cool. They it. set the precedent. Yes, damn it. That was another thing reading that my favorite movie did not win the Oscar. What's your favorite movie? Is Singing in the Rain, but it is number 5 on AFI's all-time top 100 list. I don't know if I so. Can... We're watching That makes me feel better. True Detective has redeemed itself after the second season that was horrendous. We're at one episode left.
0: It's really good. Really good. The... I we, we didn't even finish the second season because mm-hmm.
2: really. I, and it had, I, who did oh I don't finish. know
0: how many episodes we were into and I'm like this fucking sucks.
2: It was Damn. so bad. They had to apologize. It was so bad, and it what was what made like, you want to watch the next one, the one right now. Mm-hmm. I heard it on a I podcast. Did. I did. This one has Woody Harrelson and mm-hmm. Matthew like McConaughey. A lot more nudity in that one, and this one is carrying it all off with less gore or nudity, and it's all about the main character who they show. Younger, middle age, and older—like all perspectives—floating through his experience with this case. And so. I, I did just before I came over here finish the assassination assassination of Gianni Frizzacci and it was sad. And it was sad. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of depressing. You said it was really rough. It was hard to watch because the guy was just—I don't know. But. The actor was so good that you believed he was the actual killer. I was like, You're like stop! Needs doing to kill it. this guy! Like, put him in prison. I was like, I want him to stop. This guy needs to and stop. Did he win awards? I don't know. I didn't check. I, I think like... he did though. But it was really good. It's hard to watch, but kind of gave you a an insight on the time.
0: Not to jump back, but who does Rick Baker look like to you? I don't know this guy. Okay, so the guy that did American Werewolf. Is also the guy that did the Grinch. He did Harry and the Hendersons. He did mm-hmm. King Kong. He did the Nutty. He did the Nutty Professor. Uh, anything. Well, you know, I know
2: the Grinch was very tedious process. Mm-hmm. Any any
0: makeup that you can probably think of that was actually worth a shit is his. Not CGI. But who does he look like to you?
2: <gasps> I'm scared, <gasps> Dad. <laughs> <laughs> What's the commercial that people? I need to put a link in for the commercial that has a big Lebowski in it, yes. and we all just like froze, we're and we're like, like "Dad, Dad!" Do do? And he acts, and he takes the glasses off the same, and put hooks them on his shirt just like Dad does. And we're like, "What is mm. happening, Dad? We didn't know you filmed a commercial for the Super Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That that is it's him, and I don't even think he knows that character. He's just, like people just say I look like him, Yeah, like Jeff Bridges.
0: He really looks like Rick Baker. And he also has some of the same mannerisms your dad does. Hmm.
2: Interesting. <laughs> so is there a, a movie about this case or? I watched two shows that are not Emmy nominated or Academy Award winning or anything else <laughs> like that. In fact, it was just informative murder porn. That's what it was. Okay, that's a weird way to put it, but go on. <laughs> it's from South Park. Oh. <laughs> I watched Oxygen's Snapped, which was the most informative part. I also watched Blood Relatives, and who fucking knows how much of that was accurate, because they <laughs> just are, like, making it up as they go along. There's, like, a continuous snake that appears throughout the series, like, you know, as in, like, snakes are evil or bad, like, you know, as a scene gets, like, dun-dun-dun, you see a snake slithering across their dining room table or some shit, and you're like, I get it, it's bad, and the roses are always dripping blood and stuff, <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's I just freezing. Your yeah. You're just, it's so... Oh, that's so exaggerated. And I, so I don't really know how much of that was accurate. And I had to watch it. And of I think course. I had to pay a dollar for it, too. Of course.
0: <gasps> you paid a dollar for I it? I did. <laughs> so are
2: we needing like, more Patreon? Because now I'm thinking about it. I'm spending Man, more money be, than I thought. You're making
0: yourself in so much debt that you're going to have to be stealing Carla's clothes the rest of your life.
2: She's <laughs> got more clothes than she does. Debt or no debt, she does anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We can start this, right? Uh, please. Okay, so that's what it is. The connection is I had to watch two really bad shows to find out all this information. Damn it. February fourteenth, two 2003. Valentine's Day. I could have done this one, but I didn't find it till now. And it doesn't really matter. 35 year old Constance, or Connie, as which I will probably refer to her as, Tomich, and her two daughters, ages 15 and five, are standing in the front yard of their home in Linton, Indiana. Where is Linton, Indiana? It's in Linton County. Uh, it's Green County. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> um, a girl I went to high school with transferred to Linton High School. That's part of this. It's in... Um, it's uh, southeast of Terre Haute. Where's Terre haute
0: Um West. West.
2: Is it north or south of central Indianapolis? Oh my god, are we really... Go- it's approximately southwest of Indianapolis. Terre Haute. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's really close to uh, Island City.
2: What's that? What's that?
0: I don't know. You're asking where it's at, so I'm just okay. giving you Yeah, Terre Haute is where the federal prison is. There's a is. Walmart. There's a Walmart. There's a Starbucks.
2: Britain. I mean, yeah. you're asking, like, like That's for more like, like, information. I don't think it's a very big Casey place. Casey
0: General's store. All right. We got it. There's an Allen's.
2: All right. So the police officers pull up at 5 p.m. They escort the women off the property and twin police detectives, Mike and Mark.
0: <laughs> I just,
2: twin detectives, Mike and Mark. Wow. I think that's great. <laughs> How'd they do that? I don't know. Head into the kitchen where Connie had called to report that she found her husband dead on the floor. She did it. What? What?
0: I'm just guessing.
2: I mean, she's the first suspect, but.
0: I actually didn't find out about it this week, so.
2: Mm-mm. Your spouse is the person most likely to kill you, so we've got that going. We know mm-hmm. that. They find 51-year-old Ronald Tomich deceased from an apparent gunshot wound to the head. Clearly not a suicide and the murder was not a result of a robbery because his wallet was discovered with money in it and other valuables were left undisturbed in the house.
1: Two investigators that get the call that night are Indiana State Police Detectives and twin brothers Mike and Mark Clefane.
4: I was... Out to dinner for Valentine's Day with my wife and another couple waiting in line at a steakhouse, which I'd waited in for a very long time and got the call and had to leave. When I got there, there were other officers on the scene had been secured with the police line tape. The victim was laying in the floor between the bar and the refrigerator in the kitchen. There was quite a bit of blood running down his face. There was quite a pool of blood under his head. There was also blood spatter on the surrounding wall.
1: Indiana State investigators and their counterparts at the Greene County Sheriff's Department are able to strike at least one motive off of their list.
4: I don't believe it was robbery because of the item that we located at scene. It could have been personal because the man was shot in the face. There was a piggy bank with money laying on the floor in the living room. The victim had, I believe, $140 in his wallet. He had a watch on that wasn't taken. There was nothing about you missing. We looked all around the house. We checked for any signs of forced entry in the house. All the windows were sealed, and there was no uh, pry marks on any of the doors or windows, so it did not appear to be forced entry. There was a bullet located in a ceiling fan, and there's one located in a wall in the living room.
2: There was no forced entry, and it appeared as though Ron had been taken by surprise. Four shots were fired in total with one in the ceiling. Once the medical examiner arrived, they could see that Ron had actually been shot twice, once in the head and once in the back. And I don't know if I really know which one happened first.
0: The chicken or the egg. His frantic
2: (laughs) wife told investigators that she and Alyssa, her 15-year-old daughter, found her husband after they returned home from a shopping trip in Terre Haute. Terre Haute. She was distraught, but tried to help police with as much information as she could and provided... department and restaurant receipts when the detectives asked during police questioning connie told investigators it must have been a robbery however the scenario didn't fit the evidence at the scene investigators were sure ron was the target they asked connie if ron had any enemies that would want him dead like who who would do this in the middle of the day on valentine's day you're oh my supposed goodness. to be with your significant other damn it
1: when detectives further study ron's injuries they find that a fourth shot was fired. This one didn't miss.
4: It was found that there was a second shot in the back of the head also. The bullet wounds to both the front and back of the head suggested that he was shot, and as his body rotated and collapsing, he was shot again. Everything would indicate to us that it was uh, shots fired in rapid succession. There was no overturned chairs and tables and and anything like that that would give you indication that there was a struggle. So it really appeared to be ambush style attack on Mr. Tomich. And you were just wondering, what could this man have done that would make someone come in and do this to him?
2: Ronald Tomich was born in Pennsylvania in 1951.
0: Pennsylvania's east of here?
2: Yes. It's a fairly large state. Mm -hmm. It is. Often divided.
0: Mm-hmm. We're just trying to help, Danielle.
2: There's lots of bridges there, aren't there? Um, Yes. Okay. Pittsburgh is the city of bridges, which there's a lot of them. Got but it. People either love Philly or hate Philly and love Pittsburgh or hate Pittsburgh. Oh, I don't know if I care. You're the one that wants all the geography and we're here to give it to you. Okay. <laughs> he entered the Navy at just 17 years old to become a mechanic. In 1976, he was discharged from the Navy and ended up in Indiana working for a tree removal company, where he quickly rose to the position of General Foreman.
1: Even though Ron was out of the Navy, the discipline he learned as an enlisted man stayed with him. Ron is a
5: military man, so he is very organized. He liked things to be a certain way in his life. He he wanted routine. He was very
1: detail-oriented. Ron began working for a tree removal company, where he quickly moved up the ranks.
5: He didn't want to just stay as a tree trimmer. He wanted to work up as a supervisor. And he grossed the rank of General Foreman fairly quick.
6: I just remember him as an excellent boss. You did your job for him, he took care of you. If you needed something, he had it. He'd loan it to you, or if he didn't need he'd give it to you. I mean, he's just that kind of guy.
2: I think he was a type A personality. After being out of the Navy, had things a certain way, and was mostly focused on work, which is how you become General Foreman. However, General foreskin. Go on. Would you... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> However, his job kept him on the road and a lot, and he eventually hired a woman named Constance slash Connie to clean his house. I wish we had a house cleaner. Yeah. I'd have to clean before the cleaner came over. Yeah, it wouldn't do you much good, honestly. Mm-mm. It looks like we just fought off a poltergeist.
0: (laughs) Yes, it does.
2: Connie had gotten pregnant at the age of 15. Her parents wanted her to give the baby up for adoption, but Connie refused and decided to keep the baby girl she named Alyssa. She was kicked out of the house and became a single mother. She was a hard worker, though, and an attractive woman. So Ron eventually asked her out, even though he was 15 years older than her. 15 that's not the worst we've heard no no connie found his stability to be attractive oh yeah that yeah. guy has a 401k yeah, yeah
0: hey what can i say <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were married in the fall of 1995 he adopted Alyssa, and they both moved into his house ron was a strict but loving father and always treated her as if she was his biological daughter In 1998, Connie became pregnant again and gave birth to a girl they named Sandia. Hmm. Never heard that before? No, I haven't either. I don't know what it means. I don't know if I want to know. He was very protective of his daughters and expected Alyssa to focus on school always and to get straight A's. Overall, they appeared to have a great life in the picture-perfect family.
1: By 2003, Connie and Ron had one daughter in preschool and one in high school. Determined to keep Alyssa on the straight and narrow through her teenage years, Ron kept a close eye on her.
6: Ron was very protective of Alyssa and required uh, a a lot from her and her schoolwork. He liked for her to get straight A's because he felt like her being a good student and hard work toward her schoolwork would provide her a good future.
5: Constance saw a provider in Ron and she knew that he would never let her down; that he would take care of her, and that's what she was looking for. Ron and Constance seemed to have a great life going together. They seemed to be the perfect match.
2: Our parents could have expected straight A's out of me all day long. No, they didn't. They could have, and it wouldn't have done anything. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, me too. They were like, do the best you can. C's are passing. I was like, <laughs> so is C. a D. See you later. <laughs> they literally always like, if you tried your best, it's okay. I'm I like, did. like, wow, you guys are nice. <laughs> I did try my bestest sometimes. <laughs> As police investigated the family's background, some unpleasant facts began to emerge. On the surface, Ron and Connie seemed like an all-American couple who lived a quiet suburban life in a small town that enjoyed camping and fishing. Yum. And in the blood relatives... The beginning, they've got Alyssa like gutting a fish and they zoom in real close on it while she's just like doesn't know what she's doing and struggling with it. And the actress playing the five-year-old comes over and she like dumps the fish guts out on this log. She's like, "Ew, this is (laughs) guts. I was like, what am I watching? In reality, it was an unhappy home filled with contentious arguing between Alyssa and her stepdad. Ron had strict rules. He didn't want Alyssa on the phone or on the internet before her homework was finished, and he did not like her boyfriend, seventeen-year-old classic, oh, classic yeah. guy. They seventeen-year-old Aaron Bixler, and the guy they got to play him—he was built like a college football player, and he had his <laughs> shirt off most of the episode. Yeah, he's fifteen. Yeah, come on, man. It's
0: like, <laughs> but maybe do you they, d- maybe they, what they did was they saved the footage. They're actually filming a porn,
2: yeah. yeah. And
0: then they're like, "Oh, we'll be able to also do this with it." So here you go. He
2: was built like a linebacker, and he just always had his shirt off. <laughs> That's why I told you it's informative like, murder porn. We, we got to keep people interested somehow. <laughs> he shows up at like their house,
0: built like a brick shit house. Yeah,
2: it was. I was like, "This is not no, no, no." Go, no. He shows up at their house and the blood relatives like outside the, and she has a balcony window. He's like, Hey, hey, Alyssa. And so they she comes to the window and she's like, So they're trading taking clothes off. Like you take your shirt. Like it's poker, but without the cards. And it's just he's down there taking his clothes off, so she takes off a layer of clothing. But once he's mostly almost naked, she gets a big bucket of water and dumps it down on him. And <laughs> I was what like, What yeah, is know. this show? It's really bad, but it was kinda of funny. And he wasn't pissed. Uh, I think he would have to Thanks. Now I don't have to shower. Yep. Mm. Connie told investigators that Ron was in charge of firing men at his company, and as of late, he had some disgruntled former employees calling him and leaving threatening messages. Ron was so concerned that about this that he even kept a gun in his truck.
6: The caller wouldn't identify themselves, and it kind of gave her an uneasy feeling and gave Ron
4: an uneasy feeling. They had feared that someone might be out to get him and that he kept a gun out in his work truck.
1: Had Ron's militaristic style of management been too much for one of his employees? As far as Connie's concerned, one of those men is likely her husband's killer.
4: Connie had pointed us
1: toward a couple of folks that Ron had worked with, so they were the initial people of interest. The next morning, detectives head to the tree company where Ron worked as a foreman.
6: We reached out to the company and talked to some of the people that were the closest to Ron, and basically just interviewed him and, and got their perspective of Ron. He was a good, straight-up dude. I never heard anybody say anything bad about him, or never heard him say anything bad about anybody. We did locate several people that, that liked Ron, and thought he was a pretty good uh, employee and a, and a pretty good supervisor. The co-workers
4: were interviewed and give statements as to their whereabouts at the time this murder occurred. They appeared to be truthful, and their stories checked out. And They were alibied through other people,
6: and they were cleared.
2: Detectives talked with any potential employees that might have been angry enough to commit murder. Ooh. However, what they found is that Ron was well-liked at his job. He was consistent and fair to his co-workers, and they appreciated that. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Something else was discovered, though. A seethy underbelly of workplace gossip concerning Connie and Ron's oh, who, but marriage. Who, what? See the underbelly. What the fuck is that? I think they're just descriptive words. <laughs> I think you're just making shit up. Mm-mm. So there's gossip around the workplace. A see the underbelly. Mm-hmm. Okay. You look it up. It's a I'm literally, I'm not going to. Okay, look at <laughs> on Urban Dictionary. You think there's going to be something no. on? <laughs> type
0: in, <laughs> type in it's, it's similar to an Alabama Hot Pocket.
2: Type that in. <laughs> don't, don't type that in. Detectives also learned that Connie wasn't happily married to Ron. They didn't have anything in common and Ron wasn't providing her with the exciting and rich lifestyle that she wanted. She constantly talked about how unhappy she was in her marriage to her older daughter. Connie didn't know it at the time or she didn't give a fuck, but constantly putting Ron down in front of Alyssa caused resentment to build slowly over time. Yeah. Talking about adult problems with a child. Yeah. Connie had told investigators that their marriage was perfect, leaving out the part that she had begun having a scandalous affair with her husband's friend and co-worker roger zerker not roger roger (sighs)
0: roger why do it
2: Name it roger
4: connie was not monogamous she had several relationships was currently involved in an extramarital affair at the time of this murder we were talking to people who worked at that company detective decker was able to come up with his name she had an ongoing affair at the time with roger zerker At the point that we learned that Connie had a boyfriend, he was the next person of interest.
1: If Roger regularly visited Connie at her home, that meant he would know how to gain entry. Maybe he even had a key.
4: Connie saying that there was nothing out of the ordinary and that they were in a happy marriage and those type of things were not true. So that told us that we need to take a harder look at Connie, the relationships around her and who else she has dealings with.
2: The blood relatives, they're all sitting. And it always makes them look like they got more money than they do. These people, I don't know how much money, but they didn't have this much money at this big house sitting down for I don't know. Sunday you could have gotten a big house in Linton, Indiana for fairly cheap, I'm sure. Probably. His friend was going to be taking care of the family while he was gone. Like, I'm going to be out of town, but don't worry. My buddy Roger will be around if you need anything. 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 In- anything. And they have a lot of that. Them her, in a... Sexy silk negligee laying on the bed. La she la. actually up riding on him at one point. I was like, this is porn. I'm watching porn in what the middle I tell of you? the day. <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> Sometimes it be like that. Sometimes. Yeah, it was. It was like that.
0: There was penetration. They were method actors. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they might have been. I don't know. Okay, we looked it up. It is seedy underbelly. Yeah. That's what I thought you said. No, so I no, said seedy. It <laughs> should be seedy. I apologize. <laughs> what a fuck? Whatever. Whatever. And they were fucking. That's what it was. And there were rumors about it. Oh, shit. When they questioned Roger, he admitted to the affair, but he swore it was more of a casual affair and not a relationship, kind of like a fling. I swear. So, although he's not down for I anything swear. more than just bumping uglies. He's like, nah, we ain't BFF for anything. We just doing it apparently he didn't feel bad about sleeping with his friend's wife though damn he also mentioned that connie had made a few odd comments about her wanting her husband dead and if he knew anything about that sort of thing (laughs) i mean (laughs) death i guess i mean he i mean it happens (laughs) there's a life cycle to everything is that what you're talking about he told her no he don't know nothing about none of that yeah Ron had had a recent schedule change at his job, meaning he would be home more often than not now. Oh, shit. And Roger knew that their affair was probably going to have to come to an end. Yeah. Next, the rumor mill fired up at the Linton High School. See? Linton High School? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where Alyssa was currently enrolled. They began questioning students about the origin of these rumors concerning the death of Alyssa's stepfather. They talked to her boyfriend, Aaron, AA Ron, I forgot to say that joke. a hey, Aaron. Hey, ron <laughs> Who said the rumors started before the death even happened. Alyssa told a few people to watch the news. Something big is going to happen that will be good for me.
0: <laughs> oh, mm. good. That was a uh, smart kid. Yeah. Smart kid. This was a bunch of junior high kids,
6: and they talked a lot. And so uh, we heard lots of things. There was lots of conversation about home life. Ron was pretty uh, strict with Alyssa, and at that particular time, Alyssa felt like Ron was putting too much pressure on her, and she was resistant to some of that. One of her classmates informed me
4: that the day before the murder, she said that Alyssa told her that there was going to be something big going to happen. It was going to be good for her, and that it would be in the newspaper for them to watch the newspaper. They'd know what it was. That kind of led us to believe that there might be more to this.
5: But here you've got two teenagers thinking they're in love and they're thinking, well, our only obstacle is Ron.
2: He then told them that he was the one to drop off Alyssa and Melissa at Alyssa's house after school the day of Ron's death. Who the fuck is Melissa? I don't know. Exactly. Connie had left Melissa out of all the statements she gave about their shopping trip that day. Uh Uh-oh. Don't leave anything out. 16-year-old Melissa Zitterman is a sophomore, and her and Alyssa were not exactly close friends. Now, I had contradicting information. Snap said they were not friends. They were not in the same circle group. And then the blood relatives, which is basically porn, said they were BFF, down to clown, always around. Always. Always.
0: So we'll just average it out and say they were acquaintances. Yes. Yeah,
2: kind that of. That friends. works for me. Yeah. On the drive home from school, Aaron also told detectives that he heard the girl say things like, today is the day. But he didn't know what they were talking about. Classic. Mm-hmm. Three weeks into the investigation, investigators wanted to speak with Alyssa again. But alone this time, being that she was a minor meant that Connie had to give consent. Which she refused to do. And acquired an attorney instead. It's never good when you have to get an attorney. Mm-mm. But no, you should always ask for an attorney first. Yeah. Always ask for an attorney. But it just didn't look good. Police were thinking Connie looked like a more and more likely suspect by the second.
0: I'll ask for an attorney right off the bat and they'll say, well, most of the guilty people want an attorney. I'll say, no, no, no. You don't understand the, the shit my wife likes for entertainment. I've seen this too many times. It I goes down.
2: <laughs> it goes bad fast. Always ask for an attorney. I'm, I'm willing to help. Just get my attorney first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they know that this woman they believe is part of this crime. And they know Alyssa probably knows more than what she's saying. So they're like, uh, we want to talk to you. And because she's a minor, mom can say, no way, fuck off. No well, what way. do they? What do they Bye-bye. do here then? If we believe you're in an unsafe home environment, living with a murderer, we can call CPS. CPS, Child Protective Services, and they removed Alyssa from the home and gave her a guardian at litem, so like an intermediary guardianship, I believe. Hmm. And that person was it I I've count heard that all off. <laughs> yeah, it was count. And that person said, "Yeah, interviewer, go ahead
0: with a vampire."
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> However, it was clear that Mama didn't raise no fool. (laughs) And Alyssa would only speak on the condition that they gave her immunity. I was like, all right. Not not as dumb as she looks, maybe. She told them that her mother had been distraught about the fact that Ron's new work schedule would mean he was at home a lot more. And Alyssa was none too happy about it either because the rules were much more lenient when her stepdad was out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Dad's gone. Yep. We're eating snack packs for dinner. Snack packs for dinner. I mean, I'm going to agree with this because our dad was out of town a lot and the rules were more bendable. The rules were, I got to sit in the front seat whenever I wanted. (laughs) That's pretty much all I remember though. Yeah. Yeah, the rules were more flexible with dad out of town. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie. But in this case, it meant Alyssa's boyfriend and her mom's boyfriend could both spend the night. Aw. Yay. Party. (laughs) And it made it seem on the blood relatives that Roger, the boyfriend, and A.A. Ron, her boyfriend, were good friends. They got along real well. Yeah, of So course. you need to get along with the boyfriend. Connie told Alyssa that she wanted out of the marriage, but knew that Ron would get custody of her and her sister. Her mom cried and told her she couldn't live with Ron's abuse anymore. I don't remember hearing about any abuse. I don't but- either. Sounds don't like remember. she just got a new boyfriend. Mm. They began brainstorming about ways to dispose of him. In which included Connie having sex with Ron, collecting the semen and then depositing it in or on Alyssa and then accusing him of rape. Oh, that's bad. You shouldn't do that.
0: Damn. Oh, yeah, baby. I want you to come inside this cup
2: (laughs) so that I can do whatever I want with it.
0: Maybe they did. Maybe they did what they do to horses and they did the old switcheroo. Someone came and pulled them out real quick and put them in a. And a fake horse pussy and
2: a glove. Love I'm glove. sorry, a what? <laughs> you never
0: seen on Jackass? They they go to a horse oh. farm where they're studding a horse, and someone has to someone has to pull
2: the wiener out, the horse
0: wiener out, and they put it in a love that's glove. They, they and I think they do and that to check for medical sampling.
2: And there's a reservoir tip in the glove, or club. they
0: they'll sell it. Either. Yeah, you
2: can sell it to. Yeah, and
0: I think if you're getting like a like if you're breeding a horse with a Kentucky Derby winner. Mm. That I think that's you want to be there. That's to see called it. that's called direct injection.
2: You want to see it do the coming, so you know like, it came. from I that want horse. a picture
0: of it. Like I'm spending, I'm spending four hundred thousand dollars for my horse to have sex with your horse. I want video. Mm-hmm.
2: Well so You can watch it anytime. it's happening? happening. <laughs>
0: I want a precious moments doll made up with two little horses. I can to see commemorate it. It's issue. bad. I can
2: see it. They got to
0: have those eyes. <laughs>
2: It doesn't take real long either. That horse get up on there. It's over in a couple of seconds. Well, I'm glad you guys are such but knowledgeable. On... Another
0: thing I have in common with a horse.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not funny. It's weird. You guys are weird. Yes, I
0: broke her. <laughs> Make
2: the horse sound. Go
3: ahead.
2: <laughs> that was funny.
0: <laughs>
2: and then on Jackass, someone drinks it. No! Yeah, yes, they do! Someone, I'm not watching that show. It's like hot, and foamy, and he's like... And then everyone else is throwing up. I
0: saw it in theaters, and it I don't hot, think it was blurred out.
2: Hot, foamy. Yeah, I'm not lying. I'm a barf.
0: <laughs> Carl, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carla, you can imagine what it tastes like, I'm sure. I
2: can't! <laughs> no! I can't! It came from a horse!
0: <laughs> Same thing.
2: No! Hey, are you sure? Horse,
0: person... Well, it's gotta be, you know. I mean
2: It has to be tea. If you different. give
0: if you feed a uh, doctor if you feed a horse Dr. Pepper, I'm sure the same thing happens. Or wait, no, that's vagina, they say it makes it taste weird.
2: Excuse, Excuse me, what? Dr. Pepper.
0: <laughs> or makes it stink or something of the
2: sort. Stop, stop.
0: Someone Google it. No oh. <laughs> We have gone off track and been more filthy than what we have been here as of late. So
2: Well, it was bubbling up. I See blame you <laughs> now. Don't, don't you say that again. All right. So they were going to accuse him of rape by the trans. How did we even get the legal transportation of semen. That's okay, what it was. Okay, okay, okay. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to travel around like I that. I guess not. You have to keep it. Damn it. <laughs> so Alyssa decided that she would have felt bad at court, like having to look him in the eye and be like, you did this to me, knowing that he didn't do anything mm-hmm. to her. Okay. So that's all right. Right. That's good. So instead, they decided to poison him with some of his own stash Even of better. poisonous mushrooms. Mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms. Mushrooms. took some mushrooms. <laughs> some psychedelic shrooms, man. Mushrooms. So I think Ron was an avid shroom collector. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i don't know i think he had a passion for mushrooms
0: there are people who collect fungi yeah
2: they out <laughs> go out and they like hunt around for them and they know all about which ones you but that's because you can
0: sell those yeah
2: yeah and you can and can't eat and everything so someone
0: a- found a mushroom that was i believe worth it was over hundreds of thousands <gasps> of
2: dollars no. what made it worth that much
0: i don't know there's uh, because of how rare it is that Ooh. And, you know, some restaurant or somebody's going to buy it and then...
2: Chop it up, serve it. And
0: obviously plan on making more than 700 grand. I hope. Off that mushroom. But...
2: Shrooms. So, yeah. And on the blood relatives, all of them were wearing shroom jewelry. Mushroom studded grindstone necklaces. And you watched this show? I needed more information. There were not enough written articles. When do
0: you watch these things?
2: I watch it in like three minute intervals during the day with the kid.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So now I know when you don't pick up the phone what you're doing. I'm watching
2: watching weird shows. Informative murder porn. Okay. Yeah. Also that all the women were wearing snake jewelry. So you Uh, knew they were. were, Yeah, the suspects. Yep. So the mushroom thing proved to be too complicated. So she asked Alyssa if she had any friends she could trust that would be willing to kill Ron for them. So who does she ask first? Her boyfie. Your boyfie. Hey, boo. Will you do this for me? And he would have benefited from it also because that means he could come over and get lucky all the time Mm -hmm. because Ron wouldn't be there and he could sleep in her bed and do what kids do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he refused. Good for him. I know. But he failed to mention this to police before or after the murder. Yeah, I mean, we can't expect him to do everything, right? He's only seventeen, and yeah. most of his brains are in his muscles. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs>
2: Next, Alyssa talked to her sorta of friend. She told Melissa how abusive Ron was and controlling, and that he was molesting her younger sister. So we're just making things up at this point. Melissa had had a rough childhood, a dysfunctional family, and had been kicked out of her home. So things aren't going real great. She wanted to help the way she wished someone would have helped her. Mm. Melissa sounds like she's going to make a bad decision mm. <laughs> Connie offered her a few hundred bucks As compensation for just scaring Ron He just needs scared
0: guys If you want to give me a couple hundred bucks To scare somebody I'll fucking scare them I'll wait outside their vehicle first thing in the morning <laughs> And when they, uh, they go to unlock their door again Their car will walk up I'll say
2: Motherfucker <laughs> And then just run away <laughs> And they'll go Oh
0: fuck And then they'll run off
2: like I scared him, A couple hundred bucks worth
0: I'll come up wearing one of them horse masks.
3: Just
2: don't flash him.
0: But that's part of the thing is I have to be new. I have to. I'm wearing. I'll be wearing assless chaps.
2: That's part of the scare. And, yeah. a, and a
0: hat and a cowboy hat. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. So she's supposed to scare Ron into and leaving I'll be I'll have a
0: couple coconuts too.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Scared and amused.
2: But which one first? Amused Scared. Me. Okay. Scared. You got to go
0: for the scare.
2: And the longer you think about it, the funnier it gets. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Aaron dropped them off and Melissa snuck into a bedroom. Connie went in the front door while Alyssa stayed in the car with her younger sister. Alyssa heard four shots. Pew, 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 pew. But did not know who had pulled the trigger. Oh, she was yeah, cause so- Yeah, because she wasn't in there. She was out there with She the little said,
0: girl. I shot the sheriff. But I did not shoot the deputy.
2: They got back into the car and went to get food and gas, then tossed the handgun before they went shopping. Okay. So it's only Connie and Melissa in the house, but who pulled the trigger? We got to know.
0: What's up with all the people committing crimes and going shopping?
2: (laughs) It gives you a buzz. This is
0: like two weeks in a row, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. Like, I just killed someone, might as well go spend some money. They were able to arrest Connie for conspiracy and murder, for which she was not real surprised by. She's like, yeah, I thought thought that might be happening. (laughs) March 10th, both Alyssa and Melissa have agreed to take polygraphs. Alyssa passes hers, but Melissa is found to be deceptive.
6: Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Do you understand what a polygraph examination is?
2: A
5: lie detector test.
6: During that initial interview, there was some answers to questions that should have been more defined. It kind of led us to believe that Melissa wasn't being completely honest. She was hard to follow
4: a lot of times. She would be all over the place during the interview and you'd have to really pull her back to the facts of what you're talking about.
1: Finally, Melissa admits to being inside the Tomich home on the day of the murder. I did take a shot.
6: Okay, now what do you mean by you did take a shot? I did pull the trigger once. Okay, and uh, do you have any idea uh, where that shot went? I know where it
2: went. It went with
1: the picture. According to Melissa, the only shot she took hit the wall, not Ron. At that point, she handed the gun to Connie, who was also in the kitchen.
3: He just, he turned around, and then he turned around real quick, and then he, like, turned to the side, and she shot him. I told him that Connie asked me to scare him, and that I shot once, and then handed her the gun, and she shot him.
2: During Melissa's interrogation and after being presented with the evidence, she admitted to being there and that Connie had given her the gun, showed her how it worked, and then explained the layout of their home. Melissa watched Ronald as he stood in the kitchen and said that she fired one shot into the wall to scare him before Connie took the gun and shot at him three more times. The problem with her version of events is that police knew the gun had been fired in rapid succession based on ballistic findings and that there would have been no time to hand the gun off to someone else. Melissa then agrees to make a statement telling the full truth.
3: I think at that time I was tired of trying to hurry up and come up with um, lies and at that point, I just kind of, I let out a big sigh.
6: Now, you have to understand that now's the time to tell the complete truth. Mm-hmm.
1: According to Melissa, on February 13th, Connie had approached her with a powerful story.
3: She told me that there was a lot of stuff going on that she couldn't handle anymore. There was abuse. There was... So many negative things going on. And she continued to talk about how miserable the house was and how, you know, things had to change. She couldn't live like this anymore. She wanted me to scare her husband. She asked me if I would do that for her. And Immediately I said yes.
1: Melissa says she sympathized with Connie's purported situation given her own
3: rough childhood. I wish somebody would have helped me in all the situations that I was put in growing up. I felt like... I was helping somebody. I was going to do something good. Connie ushered me into Alyssa's bedroom and showed me the revolver and showed me that it was loaded. She told me that they're going to pretend like they're leaving her Alyssa and Sandia. And in reality, they won't actually leave. They will still be right there. I'm to go in there, confront him, and I'm to scare him and tell him that these are the things that he needs to stop doing. And at that point, I said, okay. I remember my heart pounding, and my palms were sweaty, and I was very nervous. Melissa hid in the hallway. But as she watched
1: Ron from behind, she started to lose her nerve.
4: Melissa Zitterman, she's a little leery. Connie comes back into the doorway, tells her to shoot Mr. Tomich.
1: Under the belief that Ronald Tomich was a threat to Connie and her family... Melissa says she made a split-second decision.
6: You shot all shots, didn't
3: you? She made me! I remember Connie telling me over and over again to shoot him, and I don't remember aiming. I just remember, like, pointing and, and, and pulling the trigger. And I remember seeing him fall.
2: She wanted her to confront him with it, make him stop his abusive behavior, or else. And a real 16-year-old girl with a gun. (laughs) Okay, little girl. Yeah. When she saw him in the kitchen, she froze and was unable to move. But Connie kept saying to shoot him. To pull the trigger, just shoot him now.
4: She fires four times, striking Mr. Tomage twice. Both times in the head area.
3: I felt very sick. More panic. It's one of those ineffable things where you there's not a word to describe it in the, in the English dictionary. It was a horrible feeling.
6: What did Connie do?
3: <laughs> she, like, oh. she said
6: thank you.
2: thank yeah. you? Through sobbing and tears Melissa confessed that she pointed the gun at him and pulled the trigger four times not even knowing if she hit him or not until he was laying on the floor bleeding. Connie then took the gun and said, thank you. Gave her $180. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: God bless her. She at least took out her tax
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean. social
0: security and stuff like that. that. That was nice of her.
2: And Melissa used the money to take her sister out to eat. <laughs> I'd take you out to eat afterwards. Probably. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we would go somewhere nice like the Applebee's. The Applebee's. Mm-hmm.
6: She was poor didn't have a lot of
4: resources, very vulnerable, subject to peer pressure, but she made a decision to take money uh, to kill someone, and uh, there's accountability for that, ultimately.
3: I finished telling the story, finished telling him what happened, and at that time, he informed me that I was um, being put under arrest, and he read me my Miranda rights.
2: Melissa blamed the entire killing on Connie and her ability to manipulate her. They say... Constance Connie was a cold-hearted bitch and a calculating woman who loved to play when Ron was away. Ron was a devoted family man who just wanted the best for his wife and daughters. So how did the charges lay out? I don't know. A.A. Ron Bixler was charged with conspiracy for failing to report the murder plot and got six months of probation. You can be in trouble for knowing it, not saying anything. That's true. If you see something, say something.
4: I took no pleasure in prosecuting her. You know, we waived her into adult court. She pled guilty.
3: Nobody wants to sign a plea agreement of 20 years, but I feel like it was more than what I deserved at that time.
4: I feel like she got a fair sentence, even though she was the shooter and took this man's life. She was just a kid who had had a rough life and, in my opinion, had been manipulated and taken advantage of.
2: Melissa Zitterman pleaded guilty in July of 2003 and was sentenced to 20 years in an adult facility where she served 10 and was released in 2012 and is now married with a son. She's our age. No, my age. Exactly. Now, Alyssa knew what was going on. She helped plan it. But remember, she said, immunity now or I do not talk. Immunity. Get
0: me my vitamin C or we're not going anywhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She was never charged with a crime. Wow. She she did the thing you're supposed yeah, to well, do Yeah, I tell first. you what.
3: I
0: tell you what. She good negotiator. Mhm.
2: In January of 2004, Connie Tomich pleaded guilty to aiding in a murder and conspiracy. She was sentenced to 85 years, and her earliest possible release date is 2041 when she will be 73 years old.
1: At her sentencing on January 29th, 2004, Connie begs for leniency.
4: Connie repeated the themes that of- Ron was abusive, Ron was a bad person.
1: Prosecutors, however, see it differently.
4: All
6: of the claims that Connie came up with that Ron was abusive to her cannot be proven at all. She never called the police. She never reported any type of abuse. I think Connie was tired of being married. Just the strictness that he had, it also kind of confined her and impeded some of her freedom. If they got
4: divorced, he had told her that he was going to take Sandia away from her. Connie did not want to lose Sandia in a divorce, so easier to get Ron out of the picture
6: other ways. She ruined a lot of lives, and if, if that was her desire, and she could have just ruined hers and Ron's, but she ruined a lot of other lives.
3: I feel like she ruined my life. I feel like she ruined sandia's life and ron's life and his family's life i feel like it is very just that she ended up with
2: 85 damn girl that's pretty steep for not actually pulling the trigger yeah 85 years this happened on valentine's day which has nothing to do with nothing at this point because valentine's day is over but i found these people on facebook you know because ooh, they weren't necessarily set to private on all of them some of more so on Instagram. Quit
0: stalking people. I no, it's know it's fun.
2: I needed to know, but I'm real careful not to press any buttons like liking or poking anyone because they'd be like, who this bitch? Who this bitch? And That's exactly
0: <laughs> what they would say, just like that.
2: Since Valentine's Day just happened, she recently has a post up about, you know, on Valentine's Day, which is the day she murdered a man. So I thought I'd read it for you now. Okay. She is married. Happy Valentine's Day. She can find it. Whatever. Man, that's fucking stupid. she can find someone- <laughs> <laughs> The murderer can get married. What about Whatever, you? that's fucking stupid. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to the love of my life. I love you more than I ever thought possible. You amaze me every day. You make me smile. You make me laugh. You make me feel beautiful. You make me happy. Each and every day of our lives. I love you, handsome. Melissa. Dear Darla.
3: <laughs> I hate your stinking guts.
2: <laughs> you make, make me vomit. vomit. You In are the scum, scum between, between my toes. My toes. Love Alf- Alfalfa. Alf-alfa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sad thing is, I could perfectly picture that scene. Mm-hmm. As you, you watched guys I did,
2: it. me and your kid just watched it yesterday.
0: Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. She watched the whole thing, actually. Yeah, can I, I went to Menard's? Yeah.
0: You guys have to tell me when she watches stuff like this because there's a lot of times she just starts telling me shit. And I'm like, wow, this kid's making up a real good story. And it turns <laughs> out that she watched it. She watched a movie.
2: We think yeah. she's a creative genius. <laughs> she's just watching TV. She's going to be writing movies, yeah. winning awards. <laughs> what is it? An Emmy? What is on tonight? The Oscars. The Oscar. She's going to win an Oscar for <laughs> creative script writing. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. So, yeah, she was writing a. a an adorable Valentine's Day post. I don't even write that nicest stuff about you, do I? Well, she has a lot people. I don't to even think you for. think
0: that nice stuff. I do about think me. that
2: nice of stuff. I just don't post it on so Facebook. So she spent ten years in prison mm-hmm. and what the fuck? And she still she went in at sixteen. Oh, okay. So she got out and got married and had a kid. How do you explain that to someone? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's easier maybe as a woman and she didn't kill like her boyfriend or a husband, but she's like older and like I will kill you. I uh, later she can't like say that. I will kill you. She could like I can threaten that to de- like I will end your life. I will kill you. And she can't you. say that because she might actually do She it. literally has killed someone before. On Valentine's Day. She did it. It happened. Ugh. Wow, that guy. Oof. Yeah. 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 I will kill you. And he's like that. You've already killed you. You promised someone. me you would never know. Only
0: if say she that. says
2: Silence! I kill you, you silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yep, so I thought that was cute. Posting. I wouldn't post anything on Valentine's Day just because I remember that's the day I killed someone. Wow, that's really deep, Danielle. I know. (laughs) It is. On this day, 15 years ago, I murdered a man. Happy Valentine's Day. And I've never felt more alive. Happy Valentine's Day. Love you.
0: (laughs) All right, we need to go. We have reservations at White Castle.
2: You? Uh, are you sure you didn't already eat there? Oh, you can eat at White Castle on Valentine's Day. Yeah, you can,
0: get, you can have table service and you can make reservations. It's <laughs> horrible.
2: Sounds lovely. Yep. I think they just moved to out of Indiana. White, White, Castle? White Castle? No, they didn't. <gasps> no, <sorry. laughs> White Castle's gone? <laughs> they don't happen. They're not in every state, are they? Um, no. No, no.
0: No. My, uh, my uncle tried to purchase a franchise.
2: What?
0: A White Castle franchise in Nebraska, and they said, no, thank you.
2: Wow, they don't want anyone to get the shits there.
0: <laughs> they have uh, high
2: standards in Nebraska. I guess not.
0: Well, you can buy them in the I don't know. Well, the problem the well the problem was getting the semis out there with the ingredients the mm. the the delivery the, shit. Oh, the I
2: can help with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, she can. She knows what's up. <laughs> Actually, movie? I don't know. Well, the,
0: yeah, that ship sailed.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that market's pretty slow anyway. So Food a lot market. of people aren't looking to go to Nebraska. Then they kind of get stuck out there. Oh, they do get stuck. And they there. got a deadhead to like fucking Arkansas or mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I, I know I the
0: I know one of the trucking countries out in Iowa.
2: Trucking countries? Huh? Trucking country.
0: What'd I say? The trucking countries? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me phrase that over. One of the truck one of the trucking the truck sales and servicing places out in Iowa, which is called truck country.
2: Oh. oh.
0: Cool. <laughs> so if you ever get someone stuck out in Iowa,
2: I'll just contact. I have them. some
0: sort of a connection out there.
2: Wow. Okay. Yes. You never know. You never know. I mean, I know. I always know. I was gonna say I was recently on. Did a crossover with Heather from. You Nature- think you're famous? I am famous, Ben. <laughs> uh, did a crossover with Heather from Nature versus Narcissism. She has a lot of episodes. I suppose. I was on there talking about Israel Keys. I believe I did not sound dumb. I think it, I think it turned out pretty good. I don't, I'll believe it when I, see, when yep. I hear it. Because she's doing now her show is season two based on location. So Israel Keys was in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska. So A, and the next will be B cities. I know I can't think of a B city. Boston, there you go. Something, I don't know. Oh. Then I was on The Cult of Domesticity with Courtney and we talked about Abraham Lincoln, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa. Yeah, the, our fifth and sixth great, great greats of grandmothers on our dad's side, delivered Abraham Lincoln, vag deep, and. Elbows deep elbows, in elbows, a vag. Elbows deep in a vag, delivering Abraham Lincoln. So that is up, and then I was on, ignorance was bliss. When do you, ha- What are you doing all this? Well, they just all kind of came out. It was like last month. Oh, okay.
0: When I get home from work.
2: And he's like, man, you're going to go out in the garage and talk for four hours. And that's what happened. (laughs) Ignorance was bliss. I talked with Kate about Heather Norris. Oh. Yeah, that. And I think it turned out pretty good. She was too complimentary of me in the beginning. This is Danielle. She's... Not as bad as you'd think she would be. She actually sounds... Uh, she doesn't sound smart. <coughs> Sorry. she didn't just... hold that in. So yeah, she's very very nice about me at the beginning. Too nice. People will get the wrong impression if they listen to that part. She's so... very smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yep, so if you want to listen to any of those, that's where they are. You can go find those and we talk. As if you want to hear her talk. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you if you want to hear me talk. Well, I guess in a, le- a more, nope, not serious, nope. Well, the Heather Norse one had been serious at parts. Nope, not all the way through, though. So it's all pretty much the same kind of tone I have at every location. Yeah. With the same jokes over It's a other. lot of ble and it's a little bleepblebleble. Yep. Skibbleble. But Kate's a professional, so she's she steers all the boats. There you go. She steered you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's all I got, is tell them where to find us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Who's Your Homicide. You can find us on Facebook, like, comment on our posts. You can listen to episodes at Instagram, not Instagram. You can listen to episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Podbean, full of pods. I think that's it. I feel good about it. I'm down. I got it. It's okay. Yeah. And for honest to goodness, stay out of the corn. Mic drop! Mic drop! (laughs) Those are expensive. Don't drop those.
0: I paid for
2: them.